We're committed to your pleasure here at the Porncast, and that means we won't promote anything that isn't Alice-tested and Yvette-approved. And this one is definitely tested. Several times over. Yeah, there was suction. And fluffing. And thermometers. And the tea bags. You mean teabagging? No, I got something in my eye and used tea bags to get the swelling to go down. What did you get in your eye? My husband's balls. It, it took a fucking village. A literal fucking village. And well worth it, because thanks to Clone Willy, we've now cloned body parts on ourselves and willing volunteers. And we can even make them buzz. No pussies or cocks were harmed in the making of this partnership. We live in amazing times. Now, where can our listeners check this out, Alice? To clone it and bone it, go to clonawilly.com and type in promo code TGOM20 to get 20% off your first purchase. This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, where we actively discourage whale sex, and we're looking at you, John McAfee. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me, I have my fantastic co-host, Yvette Dontremont, a.k.a. the Cybabe. Yvette, how are you doing, and are you having sex with whales? You know what? Ever since we started actively discouraging sex with whales, I just, I had to stop. I had a moral conundrum, and I decided, you know, those dicks just, even though I had moved some walls, I'd stretched some things out, I did what I had to, I had to tell them no. Man. I mean, they're four meters. You know what the word for a whale penis is? A dork. Oh, I was going to say amazing. <laughs> it's according to John McAfee. Actually, we're trying to get him on the show eventually to discuss what appears to be his advocacy for whale sex. And we don't know if it's advocacy or just discussion of it in a glowing fashion. And we're not sure which it is. He keeps saying that supposedly people in Polynesian islands are having sex with whales. But I did my Google search, my intensive dive, haven't found it. First of all, who's the top? Second, what thing is going into which hole? Like, is there is there a blowhole situation here? I'm I'm concerned with this. Uh, like, I have questions is what I'm saying. I have a lot of questions. I want to know how John McAfee, person who gave us computer security and then did some stuff in South America that I'm not quite sure of the veracity of, is now like, hey, whale sex. Like, that's a career progression that happened. So, yeah, you go, John McAfee. You keep being interesting and eventually tell us all about it on the show because we're going to use that for some entertainments. That's the kind of pop-up I wish I had instead of McAfee security virus continuing to <laughs> pop up on my Windows computer all through the 90s. Uh, whale but sex! <laughs> We have a guest on this show today, and I... Who's definitely not talking about whale sex. I mean, she might, but well, that's not why we have her on. It could be. By the way, we are recording on a holiday, and but first, let me introduce our guest. So we have the foot fetish queen of New York City, Becky Berardi. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining us with your feet and with your everything else. Thank you. My feet are very pleased to be here with you ladies. <laughs> and we can't see your feet. We're sure they're fantastic, but your face is lovely. Oh, well, thank you. Well, you know what? They might have to make a cameo since, uh, although your fans well. will be jealous, they're in sneakers <gasps> right now. Ooh. Hang on. You might have to sell this video behind the scenes. <laughs> it's, ooh. Oh, oh, those oh. are, and I mean, I'm, I have no, no fetish for the feet, but she does have some lovely feet. I'm, I'm not, I, I must say. You know what? I like to say to people that even if you're not into feet sexually, it's always nice to get a nice compliment on a body part, right? Right. Absolutely. 
guy. Yeah. I've met some guys with foot fetishes and I've been told by some of them, I have nice feet. I'm like, you are full of shit. My feet are a size 11 and they are not cute. Maybe they're into big feet. That's a thing. And that's the thing I've found from some guys with foot fetishes. And these are, Mm -hmm. this is one of the things I'm going to ask you a lot of questions about because Alice and I have discussed this before the show. We have questions. I've been told that novelty is a thing that some people with foot fetishes go for. I was actually just going to say, we're celebrating a holiday today and it's a very important holiday and I feel like we're going to be missing out if we don't let our listeners know what it is. What is it? Let's hear it. Today is National Masturbation Day. Oh, that's a big one for you guys, right? Here on the podcast. I was planning on having butt sex later, so I might skip the (laughs) masturbation. Well, can't that just be incorporated in your personal time? You know what? Why not do both? I mean, to yourself. Now, here's a question. Is it masturbation if you're touching yourself at the same time as having a sex? Mm. As having the sex? Is it, or is it just, does masturbation necessarily have to be a solo event? Well, no, because, you know, uh, there's mutual masturbation with a partner. True. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Even outside of mutual masturbation, I think, is it masturbating if you were having sex at the same time or is it just touching yourself mm. whilst having sex? Where is the line between those? Mm. Listeners, email us at info at two girls, one mic to tell me where I am wrong or right on this question. What's really interesting is, do you guys know how National Masturbation Day came about? No, tell me more. We need to know. Yes, you do, because it was declared a holiday after the Surgeon General uh, Jocelyn Elders was fired in 1994 by President Bill Clinton for suggesting masturbation be part of the sex ed curriculum (gasps) for students. Because how dare self-discovery and pleasure be incorporated in sex education? If only someone had told me about masturbation earlier, or let me rephrase this, if only I hadn't gone to Catholic school (laughs) and been told this was going to, you know, like, I'm just saying my vision's bad enough. They scared me off is might have been what happened. But like, if only they told us about this, I would have made fewer bad decisions about men. (laughs) That was a pretty controversial opinion, supposedly, at the time. She also argued for exploration of possibly of drug legalization, of back the distribution of contraceptives in schools. It was during Bill Clinton's administration? It was during Bill Clinton's administration. Well, because when you started it, I thought surely this was something that was audacious and taking place before the 1960s. But no, no, it was in 1990s. And wow. that's what's yeah. insane. And if you think about it, even nowadays, I was recently on a thread where mm-hmm. uh, someone was arguing that high schoolers, that was inappropriate for someone to uh, bring a dildo or even seniors to teach mm. their younger classmates uh, self-stimulation and, mm-hmm. you know, masturbation. And it was frustrating to me and I had to jump in and comment on that a thread because I thought to myself, you're, you're kidding me. Do you not realize these are young adults? And yeah. these people were saying, well, they're children. My, your parents should. My parents did not teach me how to use a Hitachi. I'm sorry. As adults, like we all get kind of squicked out by the thought of, you know, teenagers are having sex. Mm-hmm. Like there's a weird factor to it. But someone has to has to impart to these younger humans uh, how to not be dumb with their bodies and how Definitely. to take care of themselves. Well, I grew up um Fun fact, talking about sex education and and this whole conversation. So I grew up actually down south in uh, Georgia, and I only moved to New York about uh, almost a decade ago. And so I went through the whole uh, sex education in the south of where it's like abstinence is the best policy and everything like that. Also, side note, there were three pregnant girls in my graduating class. So that worked out Wait, well. Wait, only three? <laughs> only three. I know that's the, that's a surprise right there. I don't even remember how many had kids in my class by the time we graduated. Well, and I tell people all the time, so I... I weirdly took health class. I punted it till my senior year. So I was in health class uh, with all these freshmen. 
And I caused such a, a ruckus because here's the lady from the health department teaching abstinence only education. And I'm about to graduate and go to college. And of course, you know, had a boyfriend and was very, very open. And all of a sudden I'm piping up being like, um, excuse me, hand in the back. Excuse me. Um, I would like to know if I choose not to abstain from sex, where can I get contraceptive? How can I protect myself from STTs? She's like, you rebel rouser, you. I know. Well, and I always tell people too, I went to Planned Parenthood as a teenager and have been a big advocate and supporter of them for many, many years and, you know, do outreach with them here in the city and stuff. And I always tell people, I said, I have never been pregnant in my life, nor had an STD in my life because I went to Planned Parenthood. And actually got a proper education. People are shocked when they hear Planned Parenthood might mean that you are taking care of your Your business and making sure that you do not get pregnant first. And if you need to get an abortion for any Uh reason, it's just fucking fine because it's your body and you can deal with it what you want. Definitely. Well, I thought such a big component missing from sex education, too, that I did learn through those organizations was even teaching teenagers what a healthy relationship looks like, how to have an amicable breakup, what are the red flags in a bad relationship, all of those things that we have no model for. And then on top of it, you even get into the topic of you know, sex for pleasure. God forbid, you know. Wait, people have sex for just because they like sex? Wait, what? What? That's a what? Thing? How dare they? I grew up Catholic. We never discussed that shit. And <laughs> when you grow up Catholic, you discuss now here when you lose your butt virginity first. Here's how you do it. You do it through the sheet and you cry. Oh. Jesus doesn't see this hole. Oh my gosh. Unless you're gay. Yep. Oh. Or you're a 12 year old altar boy. Oh. Hey, Jesus doesn't see that one either, apparently, according to the Catholic. Not oh. even in the church. Oh. I'm sorry. No, oh, I'm look, really I just, not. Look, you grow up Catholic. These are some of those horrible memories that no. don't leave. I grew up Catholic as well. Same. Even though, despite being in the South, I was that weirdo that um, they were like, you go to that weird church, like the Jewish girl. Are you Christian? <laughs> I'm like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I had one Catholic parent, one Jewish parent. So mm-hmm. now that I'm an atheist, oh. my religion is guilt. <laughs> it's a perfect combo. I believe the term for me is a cashew. A cashew. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. You know what they call a uh, someone with a Hindu and a Jewish parent? Mm-mm. A Hindu. <laughs> Technically, I also have one of my parents is French and one of them's uh, Jewish, so mm-hmm. I'm also a Jew. Ooh la la! That's a soup, isn't it? I like your cashew name though. It's that's adorable. Cashew, like a little nugget. I've heard that. Like I did not come up with that. Someone else did. I don't want to steal the comedy, but I feel like that's a sauce. No, you're definitely a sauce. You're saucy. Oh, I do like Jew. That's my favorite. Jew. Jew. I am a Jew. That's totally how it's pronounced oui. in French, right? Of course. Yeah. I No. Oh, my goodness. Very fun. Um, so you guys got questions about feet, I hear. And you might have some answers, and we're very excited about this. Oh, I have lots of answers about feet. I could just talk for days and days and days. I mean, my first question is, how did you stumble into this from the mainstream of the porniverse? It was a very windy road, and I kind of found myself here by the perfect storm combining of professional and personal interests, uh, which I think is not really the case, probably for a lot of people you guys talk to. 
it might have been more so a conscious choice, perhaps, or something. Or You know what? From a lot of the stories, it's kind of similar. It's a combination of interest slash this is where life landed me. And Perfect. that, that yeah. seems to be what happens when people land in the porniverse. It's like, yeah, I liked this slash here's where the job was. We've had everyone from Sin Sage who just dreamt and wanted to become porn star to uh, when we had Mercedes Carrera who just kind of stumbled into it and mm-hmm. had a job as an engineer beforehand. So uh, nice. she has like, what, a PhD and was, I mean, she's something insane. Crazy smart. Like we've, and I mean, Ella masters in library science and now is a VR, po- like we've heard every <laughs> different variety of stories. So oh, I'm sure. We, and we I've love met, them. I've met dominatrixes that have PhDs and, and oh, yeah. have owned four businesses and right? uh, just wonderful women in these industries. Okay. Um, so yeah, for me, as okay, so origin story, basically, like in a nutshell, my personal interest and discovery of this started back in high school. Um, nice. I had a boyfriend. We were very adventurous doing all the things that you do with high school boyfriends. You naughty uh, children from the South. And there's nothing to do except just, you know, have sex all the time. So he actually one day was like, I want to do something crazy. And I thought it was going to be something like really crazy. And no, he wanted to suck my toes. And I was like, oh, I have no idea what that would feel like. Try it. Loved it. It was awesome. So much so it just kind of continued on in my personal life. And from there, I legitimately thought that that was just a normal part of foreplay. And <laughs> until later, I realized that, no, people have hangups about that. And it's a standalone thing. And um, okay, I guess that's what I'm into. So from there, actually, how I got here in this office and creating content, my YouTube channel and everything like that, about six years ago now, which is crazy how time flies. Hey, time flies when you're getting your toes sucked. That That's how the expression goes, right? It's true because uh, time flies when you're having fun as well. Exactly. And, I love it. Fun fact, I cannot tell the time when my clitoris is being sucked. No idea. No idea at all. The blood's not in your brain. <laughs> so you're saying you would fail the Horat challenge? Absolutely. Very nice. I'm just, I'm It doesn't it. matter if it's analog. I can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell guys all the time that their brain only, like the blood can only be in one of two places oh, at yeah. one time. And so, you know, I think you just, it's, it's no different for ladies. Oh, if yeah. your blood's not in your brain, you're not, you can't do anything. Absolutely. Because it's all down somewhere else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck a woman right, she will shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's, you guys there's, are hilarious. <laughs> I'm also hard to shut up, and I married one man for a reason. As opposed to two or three? Let me rephrase this. I married this particular human for a reason. Oh, I see. Because I, I needed some silence in my own brain. <laughs> I just need a closet full of dicks uh, and I have a great partner. But <laughs> so foot fetishism. So for our audience, it's also known as podophilia. Ooh. It is heightened and a specific sexual interest of feet and or footwear. Yes. And it's one of the most common, if not the most common fetishes out there. Definitely. Actually, it was so common that Sigmund Freud at one point thought that people sexualized feet because they resemble penises. But fun what? sciencey fact, that's not the reason. That tells you a lot about where where Mr. Freud was if he thought that feet resembled penises. Like I have never even remotely (laughs) looked at a foot and been like, I want to stick that thing in my in my lady parts. Can you fit it? I've heard a foot up your ass, but I think a little lube and a lot of determination, you probably could. But like, I am never that determined (laughs) to put anything with toenails uh, into my parts that can get infections. Like, nope. I don't think you've Googled deep enough to see what's going on out there. <laughs> oh my God. Like we've gone on some porn journeys, but yeah, sure. foot in a vagina is not one that I've gone on yet. <laughs> yet. 
There's hope. Yes. I mean, one day we've like eventually we're going to have watched all the parodies on the Internet and we will get to foot in vagina porn. Yeah. By the way, I heard I heard y'all's review of the Back to the Future. We had so much fun. Did with you that enjoy one. it? I did. I had a lot of fun listening to it. Ah, I yay. recounted it to people in my office because I was so entertained. Oh my god! So thank you. This. I love that y'all pointed out that um, he couldn't have sex with his mom because it's illegal. Oh yeah, even in porn. You know what? I think people see things in porn and they go anything goes, and it's like it was really cool how carefully like the woman turns, <laughs> like you know they took a, a fourth wall breaking moment of not even in a porno. I'm like, oh damn, that's so funny. I love that departure. They were <laughs> on it. Like it was just, it's rare that we watch a porn like that and get mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes straight of plot, 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 and well written, well punned plot, and then sex that we really enjoy. Like they were making love in that one. Like, so yeah, we, we enjoyed the shit out of that one. Like I will, every year I have a pants optional birthday party. I heard. I'm planning on playing Fap to the Future in the background for that. (laughs) Like y'all, you can come, uh, y'all have to keep your underwear on and just know that Fap to the Future will be playing because it's such an amazing And maybe recommend a little more like binding underwear in case you don't want anything knocked off tables or whatnot. I have two rules. (laughs) One (laughs) One is uh, one is you have to wear festive knee socks if you're going to have your pants yes. off. Uh, number two is I don't want to see an even an inch of ball sack or labia. Like you can you can show off your cute panties, you can show off your yes. cute underoos, but nobody requested your junk. So it's a no pants party, but with with rules. Exactly. It's it is like gotcha. we're getting a little crazy, but I also make avant garde yeah. pussy cupcakes I, and I make them filled <laughs> with marshmallow uh, cream so that they're squirters. This sounds like a fun party. It's if you're in L.A. Uh, in on July eighth around that area i'm turning older on that date so come to the party i guess email us at info at two girls if you want to attend yvette's birthday party <laughs> don't oh, now everyone knows <laughs> becky can email me for that date not i like y'all but not enough to i can't fit all of you in my house i mean we i don't tr- know how many emails you'll get and who knows gonna show up i'm just saying i like look it's gonna be pants optional i can't fit all of you in my pants yeah yet so before we get to the science of foot fetishes. A uh, really fun fact, actually. Uh, I was hanging out with a friend of the show, Billy Presida. Hi, Billy. I love Billy. We all love Billy. <laughs> it's, I, it seems, according to his podcast, that everyone has loved Billy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a fun time. So oh, yeah. I was hanging out with Billy, and we were actually just Googling some porn to review just for shits and giggles because we were recording some Patreon content for him. As we do with our friends. As we do. Mm -hmm. And and I kid you not, and I've never stumbled upon something like this before, and maybe, Becky, you have. We found a video. I think it was on Hot Movies. I don't remember exactly where or what the name of the video was. I have to Mm -hmm. go back and try finding it. Okay, to describe it, imagine a sock puppet type theater scene the display and you know how normally when you have like sock and or hand puppets there's a body Mm -hmm. underneath you can't see the person their hands are just sticking up uh imagine instead of hands it's just two naked feet oh i've seen this wait (laughs) oh my god i've also seen someone perform on like one of those shows from some other country like america's got talent but not in america and it was the most talented thing i've ever seen where this woman basically performed a puppet act with her feet it was amazing. Wow. I, I didn't sit through the whole 30 minutes, but it was just basically some stand-up and feet puppets. <laughs> I need so to entertaining. S- we need to link this in the show notes. Like I don't This I, is a porn we need to review at some point. I'm curious fascinated. I'm I'm wow. Yeah. 
People have talents. Is this common? Um, I'd say that's not the most common. I mean, if you're going to be looking at foot fetish, probably foot puppetry is ranks fairly low on the that's list. It's fairly specific. It's very specific. But I got to say, those people are, some, are into dexterous toes. They are. And um, but I gotta say, whoever that person is performing, they must have had some talented tootsies. Twinkle toes. Exactly. Some twinkle toes. That's got to be a porn website somewhere. Is Or a foot fetish <laughs> website is twinkletoes.com. Twinkletoes.net. Wait, hold on. Is that domain still available? I'll buy it. Oh, yeah. You know before this episode's uh-huh. done recording, Alice is buying that. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I'm not kidding. Is buying like potential porn domains a hobby of yours, Alice? Yes. Buying potential domains is. I mean, I, I did buy... Um, <gasps> Are you one of those people that snatch up domains and then hold them for ransom? Yes and no. Okay, in my defense, yes when, I no. ca- okay, <laughs> when I came up with the idea for CodeHangersForKids.com <laughs> oh, yeah. as a way to I, raise money. Wait, CodeHangersForKids? Okay, because... That sounds like a Mommy Dearest website. <laughs> Wasn't it like a way to raise money for people who need abortions in these horrible states where they're like, you can't get an I'm abortion I'm working anywhere. on it, guys. This is I'm going to make this an actual website because we're putting coat hangers back where they belong in the fucking closet. All right. I love your passion. Coat hangers for kids.com. Um, well, someone like yourself, like, well, sort of someone like yourself, but actually someone different did the same thing to us in our business where they snatched up. Well, oh we were getting ready to launch our first site, badassbeckyshow.com. And leading up to it, we're having it built out, this whole thing, and had always planned on calling it thebadassbeckyshow.com. And then we go to buy the domain, and we're like, oh my God, it's gone. It was just a squatter, or did somebody actually use it? Well, no one's actually using it, I don't think. As of today, no, it was just someone that was like sitting on it. But we had all this hype going on for our site. And um, next thing you know, it wasn't there. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. That's just Yeah. We let them keep the word the. And we just launched BadassBeckyShow.com. Jesus. People are people are <laughs> nutsy with websites. They really are. They really are. So going back to the science of foot fetishes, do either <laughs> so of you... Back la- to feet. It's always back to feet. Do either <laughs> of you ladies know or have an idea of uh, why we have foot fetishes? I definitely have some theories on some research. I would love to hear Becky. Done. Yeah. It goes back to your childhood. Well, you know what? I feel like y'all, it goes, it kind of yeah. is like that nature nurture debate, which I'm sure comes up a lot when you kind of try and figure out like, why am I into what I'm into? I dated a guy who had a latex fetish and he's like, yeah, when I was a mm-hmm. kid, I was fascinated by saran wrap and would wrap everything in saran wrap. And I think about yeah. that when I think about foot fetishes, I'm like, there had mm-hmm. to have been something that started. And I don't know if that's true or not. I feel like it yeah. is with some people and other people. It's like, nah, just like feet. Well, you know, I've, I talk to a lot of foot fetishists between, you know, just my fans online, but also specifically clients that I see at my boutique because I host real life sessions for foot enthusiasts uh, here in New York and uh, we'll be around the world. Y'all, I'm going to Europe in July, by the way, with my business. I'm super excited. Yeah. So I talk to a lot of people and what I do find interesting is that I'd say at least 80% of the time they have some origin story that kicked off prepubescently with an interest or, you know, just an intrigue, something like that. There's a smaller portion of people that are introduced to it later or just, you know, find themselves intrigued, but maybe haven't really, I think, just dived deep themselves and kind of self-exploration. And I personally, to be honest, Alice, I think it's something between just how your brain's wired and fired and combined with a willingness to kind of be open and be okay with 
what you're into. Yeah, personal experience is definitely one of the leading hypotheses. Another Mm -hmm. hypothesis is actually a neuroscientist. He's uh, studying this, and maybe you've heard of this. Yeah. The location in the, um, is it near like the hippocampus? Yeah. Wires crossed. Basically. So he was, while he was studying brain malfunctions that lead to phantom limb syndrome, a condition where amputees feel as if they're missing limbs are attached to their bodies and they can move Mm -hmm. those limbs. He found that the syndrome resulted in a person's body image map, the brain's map of the body in which Mm -hmm. different body parts are associated and controlled by different regions, failed to erase part of the map that corresponded to the amputated limb. In the case of some phantom foot patients, they found that the amputee's brain didn't just fail to erase the missing foot from their body image map, they accidentally rewired the map in a way that caused the person's phantom foot to become sexy. So phantom Mm -hmm. foot patients reported feeling sexual pleasure and even orgasms in their missing feet. So, oh my God. Yes. I have heard of that and read about that. And I do think what's interesting too is that I have actually talked to some people wow. in the community who are disabled and specifically have limited access or feeling to their feet uh, since childhood or since birth and do have this deep fascination with feet and foot fetishism. I think it also butts up against this other fetish that I think is really interesting about that, like with amputation and like phantom limbs and things like that. So hmm. I do think there's some merit to some mixed up wiring going on in that regard from the neuroscientists. Yeah. I mean, with the brain areas that are associated with genitalia and feet, they're actually adjacent to each mm-hmm. other in the brain's body image and that. Yes. But no one just really put two and two together prior to that. Right. So yeah, it could be some cross wiring. Yeah. That is definitely a hypothesis. If it happens that often, it doesn't seem to be like this seems to be a natural variation in the human population, yeah. basically. This isn't a bad thing. This is just kind of Mm-mm. I heard a while ago, you know, being sexually abnormal is the norm. So this mm-hmm. is kind of one of those, you know, <laughs> things within the standard deviation of normal human totally. sexual variations. You know, it's so funny. I've had people before uh, knowing what I do and everything who are like, I'm not really into anything. I'm just kind of vanilla. Am I normal? <laughs> because I feel like everyone today's it has like their thing you know right yeah but you see it's a normal variation i think and i'm telling fans all the time and i've always been a huge advocate for being we have this fun phrase that we tell our fans that liking feet doesn't make you a freak it makes you unique Uh (laughs) but um yeah, there's a lot of shame, I think, and, and, you know, weird feelings, I'm sure, with any sort of sexual kink and interest that maybe your partners haven't understood in the past or that you might have felt embarrassed by to feel like, why am I made this way? That's just who you are, I think, you know, and, and I'm always telling my guys, be proud of who you are. And, you know, I've had people open up their marriages and, and rekindle relationships simply just from like being encouraged to share what they're into and actually telling their partner they're into feet. So here's a question. What does a foot fetish really involve? Ooh, great question. Um, I say, ooh, because when someone tells me they have a foot fetish, I have like a million follow-up questions because the umbrella to foot fetish is really vast and varied and very wide. And I call it an umbrella because it covers a lot of areas, but also touches and skirts on a lot of interesting, like it's like fetishes that kind of like bump up to it nicely, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it can incorporate a lot of things. When I'm doing consult calls for my clients and they hit me up about their interest, I do have a million questions for them afterwards because you can be into sensual foot worship. You could be into just toe sucking. You could be into just the visual 
visual of feet, trying on heels. Maybe you don't like heels. Maybe you only like sneakers. Maybe you like nylons. Maybe you like smelly feet, dirty feet, long toenails, short toenails, the scent only alone. Smelly feet is a huge thing. Maybe you just like the feel of soft soles on your face or pressed up against parts of your body. For every sensory experience, there is a facet foot fetish that you can enjoy. Have you found that? I mean, this has just been my general experience and I obviously Mm -hmm. have like, you know, maybe a a fraction of a percentage of what you do, but I found that men who are deep into foot fetishes tend to be a little more on the submissive side. Is this what you found or is that nowhere near uh, an accurate representation of of a very large group? I think that's a a very big misrepresentation of a very large group. I mean, I wouldn't say otherwise unless I feel like I could personally substantiate it with the amount of people I talk to on a regular basis that have foot fetish. But what I do find and what I think is interesting that perpetuates that misconception is that for so long, uh, the content that was put out which for a long time wasn't a lot of foot fetish content. It was very hard to find. A lot of people weren't making this type of niche work. And the people that were oftentimes were already in the fetish industry doing things like dom sub work or other kind of kinks and interests that butted up in that fetish world against each other. And so what a lot of people would do is they try to, in order to sell work, they would combine as many like oh, um, like hot button things as possible, right? And yeah, and they'd be like, well, let's throw in a little bit of this. Let's throw in a little bit of this. Let's throw in a little bit of this. Also, why a lot of my clients that come to see me for if they've sessioned before or explored their foot fetish throughout their lives, really up until I'd say the past five years or so, most of them were hiring dominatrixes that just happened to also provide foot fetish services or tracking down escorts who were open-minded enough to provide Uh. foot fetish services, which, because it's funny, fun fact, I have personally talked to many escorts that... have no problem escorting and, and having sex, like full-on sex service for money, which is cool. Like, do your thing, girl. But who are super uncomfortable keeping all their clothes on and having their toes sucked for money. Whoa. Interesting. I know it blows it blows my mind personally, but, you know, teach their own. <laughs> but so anyway. What's really intimate to one person is perfectly comfortable and normal to someone else and vice versa. Yeah, no, and that's a really good point. I am passionate about that misconception though, because what I found is that when I started creating my content that was really fun and flirty, and I thought really served an audience that was being underserved and misunderstood simply because of what everyone was seeing. You know, we, we believe what is we can Google essentially. <laughs> so definitely there is under that umbrella foot fetish. Of course, there is a little nugget of gentlemen who enjoy a more submissive role. Some like physical pain, some only like verbal humiliation. Some just, you know, like to know that they're bowing down and pleasing a woman. Like that's part of it too. But I'd say for the most part, the bigger part of the circle and percentage is mixed with so many vast and varied interests beyond just the power play. Here at Two Girls, One Mike, we think it's important to support you in your masturbatory habits. It's sex with someone you love. And we love them too. Love's a really strong word, according to my therapist. We care about getting each and every one of them a better orgasm, and that is close enough. And we would never recommend anything we haven't personally tested. Which is why you can trust us when we say we highly recommend Clona Willy. Because with Clona Willy, you can masturbate and have sex with someone you love while at home and shame eating Uber Eats. I told you to take the camera out of my home. Oops. 
So with Clone a Willy, you can make a dildo and now a fleshlight out of your own anatomy. As we found, it's a fun and messy process. And if you're doing this on your partner, they're strategizing and evasive maneuvering. It's kind of like adult risk, but instead of winning a fake country, you get a real vibrator. And do what you want with it. Hang it on a wall. Hide it in your goodie drawer for when you're home alone. Send it to your significant other as the only version of you that's willing to fly United. Use it to fix a broken leak. Or to cause one. Personal experience. Use it as a beer cozy. Smash the patriarchy with the cold one, ladies. So crack a cold one with the boys. Stick it in the girls. Where can our listeners find out more about this madness? <laughs> to clone it and bone it, go to cloneawilly.com to check it out and type in the promo code TGOM20 to get 20% off your first purchase. Interesting. Are there any other common misconceptions that you found within this specific community? Ooh, um, you mean from people's perceptions of foot fetishism or? Uh, either way. Well, I think a big misconception too is that people seem to be uncomfortable with feet because they think feet are naturally dirty. Soap exists, people. Soap. It does. And so do pedicures. And so does just good personal hygiene in general for any part of your body. Uh, wash your junk. Yeah. This is an advertisement. Wash your junk, people. Wash your junk. <laughs> Your mom should have taught you that, y'all. Like <laughs> She didn't. She was terrible at teaching anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, I'm not even going to hesitate on this, um, mentioning it now on the podcast. Wow, it just got real. Yeah, I did. So moving forward. Sorry about your young Polish upbringing. I feel like I could give you a virtual hug. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was raised in communism. Water was scarce. <laughs> Every so often <laughs> it comes up. It's I saved you from communism. Nothing else mattered. That's just, that's... There are so many different ways you can fuck up your children. I'm just saying. So true. I was going to say, keep therapists employed for the future. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, next. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Here's one question that I have. Do you think that the stigmas are reasons why uh, people don't come out to their partners about foot fetishists? Like, there is this something mm -hmm. that drives a wedge in relationships? Are there ways that people can, uh, shall we say, lube up that hole to tell their partner about this more easily? Yes, I love this question. It is hands down like the number one question I get from fans. The number one question I address on so many like of my Ask Becky segments and stuff. Because yes, okay. Answer number one, yes, this is something that people do allow and have allowed, from my experience listening to them, to drive a wedge in their personal relationships, to delay a lot of their own sexual pleasure in relationships and developing those. And it's so easy, though, to overcome this and actually have a great experience. So I give advice all the time to people. Um, my advice varies, obviously, between someone who is single or in the dating world versus someone who is in a long-term established relationship. But I always give advice to my single and dating people that the sooner you have this conversation, the better. And side note, y'all, a lot of my work, because I will say my main demographic, foot fetishism, majority of foot fetishists are men in the world. There are some female foot fetishists, especially like in the lesbian and the bi community. But the majority of the people I talk to and the majority of foot fetishists are men. And I got to say, a lot of the work that I do and a lot of the conversations I have are just simply raising the emotional intelligence of men around the world in terms of telling You're them- You're doing the Lord's work, my friend. 
Well, listen, my Catholic grandmother thinks I'm doing the Lord's work and loves my videos. So I love your grandmother. Oh, uh, Nana's amazing. Can I adopt your Catholic grandmother for my own Catholic grandmother? Oh, we've taken in so many people. I'm sure she would adopt you. Nice. In a heartbeat. Yeah. And we did this clip called The Blessing. And um, it was where I was like this like foot themed preacher healing people. Wait, and, and how does them. one become a foot themed preacher? Tell me more. Oh, well, you create your own YouTube show and you can be whoever you want. It's the internet. We need to see this video. <laughs> oh, it's an amazing video. Alice's link in the, the show link. notes. <laughs> yes, we'll send it to you guys. But I, I remember I showed it to my grandmother. She's like, she's like, how's your show doing? And I, so I was like, oh my God, you have to see this new video. It's amazing. And Oh, yeah, I got 800,000 views on our YouTube channel. I feel so much better about the possibility that my relatives may listen to this, knowing that your grandmother listens to you make the men of the world emotionally more intelligent about their yeah. potential foot fetishes. Because everyone should be comfortable with yeah. what they're into, and everyone deserves the opportunity to figure out how to have a meaningful relationship around it. Exactly. That's the core of it. And um, yes, we're doing the Lord's work around here, yep. <laughs> as you said. <laughs> what is a good way to approach? your partner if hypothetically you have a foot fetish what is a way to ease into this conversation i love you looping us back around to being on topic <laughs> thank you alice. this is alice's job in the podcast mine is to kick us off track hers is to be like yvette back i see this dynamic duo relationship that's happening right now look we there's a reason this works <laughs> we've balance you got the cat she's got the laptop taking notes you know <laughs> i see what's happening here it's new york and la new york and la very much so okay so the advice i give to guys who are dating single or in that world approaching this it's pretty common sense um and i actually take some advice that i had gotten from the lgbt community and a previous girl that i was dating that i see to be really common over like in that world, which is that you go on a date, like you kind of see yourself heading to, towards a no pants party. And it's pretty common to all of a sudden be like, Hey, so like, I love what's happening. What are you into? And just asking the question, what are you into? But that does not exist really for a heterosexual male. And a lot of times for a heterosexual woman, too, if you think about it in the context, you go on a couple of dates with someone, you might like jump into bed. I mean, are you really asking like conscious questions and like learning about each other and sharing before you're rolling around? Or are you just kind of like putting hands on everything and figuring it out and trying to take nonverbal social cues? That's a good point. And this is why people have horrible sex the first time they fuck. Right? Or exactly. some people. I don't, I'm some sure people. that everyone listening to this podcast has had only positive experiences the first time they bang someone. <laughs> Ever. It's like, it was magic. Mm -hmm. They read your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And no one can read your mind. And you all find the clitoris on the first try. <laughs> of course. Well, because it lights up, right? Yeah. That's what I've heard. Mine glows yeah. in the dark. I don't know about you guys. Well, for me, it does. <laughs> do you Ooh, not buy the special intrigue. jelly and just throw it on there? So that's what I do. <laughs> How else do you find it in the dark? How else? flashlight email us info at twogirlsonemite.com if your clitoris doesn't glow we're gonna get so many emails that's so kind of you for your partners just to give them that roadmap though i have to say they're welcome a little bit of pain yeah so the advice i give to people dating is basically that you know you're with someone you're kind of going on dates you kind of you're into them once you see it heading in that no pants party direction that is the awesome time to literally say hey i love what's happening here i can't wait to explore blah 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 blah, blah. uh what are you into? You lead that to your partner first, right? This is my advice to guys. You say that to your partner first, let her talk, actively listen. 
oh my goodness, that's interesting. You're gaining like context clues. You're like filing that all away to know how to please her once you like rip those pants off. And then just proper manners, then that's your turn to share. Oh my God, that's amazing. I can't wait to do X, Y, and Z to you. Well, I'm into and you roll it out. And but it's early enough then that you haven't gone down the road to finding out if you're not compatible, to making her you feel weird or inferior or less than while you have your pants off, which no one likes that. No. Like no mm-hmm. man likes to feel that way when he's got a heart on. Yeah. No one wants to be made to feel like they're the weirdo. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're naked. That's yeah. even worse. So do it with your clothes on. Do it before you hop into bed with someone. Find out if you're sexually compatible or even if she's interested because there are women that will go, okay, I mean, I've never heard of that, but like, I'm I'm open, I'm down. Like, let me learn more. There's some women who are like, literally, do not touch my feet. Do not even look at my feet. I'm super ticklish. I'm uncomfortable with it. Like, no, 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 hard no. And don't you want to learn that? Before you're in bed with them? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have a thing with feet in terms of like, here's at least my theory. If you are really totally digging someone and feet are not a hard no for you. That's the other thing too, yeah. I think you should at least consider, hey, I like this person. I like their penis Mm -hmm. inside my my parts. I should consider letting them give me a foot rub and letting them get that dick card. You know, that's not a, like be game for a thing that gives your partner pleasure if they are giving you pleasure in all the things that you want. Like if if about 80% of the stuff that you like Mm -hmm. is lining up, look at if this is not taking away from what you like, look into it. Totally. And that kind of goes into the advice that I give my my guys who are in long-term relationships and they haven't really rolled this out or they're considering like, oh my God, like my partner doesn't do X, Y, and Z for me. She doesn't seem to be into feet. And my question is, well, have you told her? And they're like, no, we've only been married 20 years. <laughs> my <laughs> <problem>? fucking God. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, uh, yeah, it is. Because you're assuming a lot of your partner. But I believe it because that's the thing. There's a lot of things that I feel that people are so insecure about, even in long-term mm-hmm. relationships. I yeah. mean, in my own relationship, uh, my partner didn't want to admit he was into a very specific fetish. It mm-hmm. took seven years. It, it took seven years. Yeah. It can be hard for people to admit that. And yeah. I tell guys too that if you're with someone who genuinely cares about you and loves you, and this is true, you know, in I think most any relationship, but I give insight to my guys from a female perspective. So a lot of my advice is kind of with that hetero twist to it. But I tell yeah. them, I say, you know, if you're with a woman who genuinely loves you, nine times out of 10, like she is going to want to genuinely please you and make you happy and be there for you and support you. And so you're getting all worked up about, oh my God, I'm going to tell her this one thing out of all the things. And she's going to just call me a freak and cut and run. And I'm going to be forever alone. And my heart's going to be broken. And oh, I'm in a puddle on the floor. And it's just not the case. And uh, so I tell them that, you know, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you come home one day and you're like, babe, I'm in defeat. Can I fuck your feet? Like that is not the way to do it either. So roll that out a little more smoothly. Exactly. It's got to have some delicacy to it. People think that, oh, that's going to get her mad or frustrated. No, you didn't do the dishes. That's what gets me angry. It's not your fetish. Yeah. Pick up your fucking laundry and then tell me that you like feet. Totally. And I also hit on some pain points too that could be potentially like problematic for guys in that situation that they may not think about, which is like 
consider the fact that when you do roll this out, you want to do it in a delicate way because one of the things that might get her more mad than not, it's not going to be about, oh, you're into feet. It's going to be, well, why did you wait so long to tell me? What else are you not telling me? How do I know what's going on in your head? How are we truly intimate? Ba, 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 ba. At least this is my read on it. I'd go with, mm-hmm. I haven't told you because I felt shamed and I, it's not because of you. It's because I didn't know what your thoughts would be on this. That's exactly what I tell people. I said, you have to lead with a heart-based conversation. And you have to be vulnerable yourself. Yep. And it's like, I finally got to a point where I wanted to talk to you about this and I want to mm-hmm. see what your thoughts are and if you're comfortable. Like, at, at least that's my read. I want to know, yes. like, how has it turned out when people have talked about it? Yeah. Well, also, too, I, I give guys the advice, too, that a lot of times women who are not familiar with foot fetish or or maybe they're in a relationship that doesn't really get kind of wild and crazy, they need to express themselves. Because the thing with foot fetish is if you have a true foot fetish, then it means that is a component of your sex life that is necessary for full satisfaction. And so I always tell them to make a distinguishing point about this is something that's not just some crazy article I read in Maxim that I want to try or like I want to, you know, it's not something on a whim. It's something that creates deep sexual satisfaction and, and deep meaning for you. And I also tell them and advise them to hit the head on the fact that it's a part of broadening and deepening the intimacy they could have with their partner. And that always is usually very well received from a woman's perspective because women want to be close to their partners. They want to know how their partners feel, what they're thinking, that the connection is is meaningful in a long-term relationship. And so when guys can roll us out, it's not just, hey, I want to, you know, I want a foot job or like, I just want to like suck your toes and that's cool. I read about this thing and it's my interest. If she understands that this is something that's been with you for a long time, is deeply rooted in your innate sexuality and would provide you gratification and also deepen his connection with her, I would say it's going to be pretty well received or at least spark conversation towards that good direction. So Becky, I have a question because you've been in this community for so long. Would you say that there's beginners, skilled and advanced type foot play? Oh, Yes, I would. <laughs> um, Tell more. Spill. Um, yeah, I have experienced that. And I think that's a two-way street, though, in terms of suggestion, because even someone on the receiving end of foot fetish and foot worship, it might be, you know, introductory and child's play to be like, let me give a toe kiss or like receive a, a soul lick or something like that. And then you can get really wild and crazy down the road and, you know, be given some like full-on foot jobs and, you know, all sorts of fun things like that. I feel like just the coordination for a foot job would take some practice. I would really love to like teach a class about how to do that. I would attend the shit out of that just out of curiosity. You would? Same here. I think there's a lot of women that might be interested in how to do that. Look, I'm just saying, you never know when you're going to lose your hands in an unfortunate smelting accident. You never know when you're going to lose lose your hands. That's so true. Look, I'm just saying I need <gasps> options in case. Yeah. Hooks are indelicate. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what Yvette's saying. Definitely, but and then on the on the giving end too, I have experienced definitely like beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Um, When people ask me what one of my favorite foot worship moves is, I definitely have a move that does take some skill and coordination, but it's not impossible to learn, and it's a little easier than people think. You just have to be like curious, and it's kind of like patting your head and rubbing your tummy at the same time, like those kind of skills. But it's when someone, and this is with a position, if I can describe it audibly, but the woman's foot is in a gentleman's face, toes forward. So it's like you have the top of your foot and toes 
right under his nose and the sole of your foot towards his mouth. Right? Does that make sense? So like gotcha. you're facing each other? Yes. Yes, and your foot's in his face. And then while he's sucking on your toes and also rubbing his tongue in between your toes, his hands are massaging the arch of your foot and giving you a really great uh, rub down. That actually sounds kind of nice. Yes, it's, it makes you melt like butter. Are foot chops a lot better from guys with a foot fetish? I've had a few good foot rubs from a guy with a foot fetish before, so I have no complaints. I think it comes with a natural interest to learn that, but I will say, though, I've experienced a mixed bag in that. It's not like an innate talent that just comes through your fingers when your brain's wired (laughs) to be into feet. It's very disappointing. I'm sorry. It takes some skill and learning as well. I've mentioned this before, and uh, Alice and I were talking about it earlier. Mm -hmm. I I used to go to to a fetish club in Boston, or there was a a, a one night a month where it was a fetish uh, night, and Mm. there was kind of like the foot fetish guy wall. (laughs) Like There were like six of them that were there every month, and this was where I got the preconception that they were subby in general. A few of them were Mm. very subby, uh, but there was Mm -hmm. one guy in particular who I was like, I don't get the foot fetish thing, and at the time I was training for marathons, I would go after my long Mm. run, (laughs) because Saturdays were my yeah. long run days and it happened to be the day of the month that it was you know fetish slash goth was night. this a smelly foot fan a smelly sweaty foot fan you know what i'd always take showers i was a kind human because you don't oh, want to see nice. me after a 20 mile run. it's no one smells good after that your nipples are kind of great like there's no one if it's someone has that fetish email us info two girls one mic.com uh but there was one guy who uh said he's like you want to see what's sexy about feet and he started rubbing not just my feet but like all the way up to my knees and gave me the nicest oh, like and down your sexiest. calves and stuff oh, yeah. too like, and like it, your ankles yeah and... like from my and started kissing my feet and my legs and I'm mm-hmm. like I will never forget that foot rub because I was like alright mm-hmm. I think I get this now and wasn't like yeah. he wasn't sucking things he wasn't you know I had mm-hmm. nylons on but like I'm like okay yeah. if someone is not doesn't get it is not into it is a little mm-hmm. hesitant on doing this with their partner they should get a mm-hmm. foot rub like this <laughs> like it oh, was wonderful definitely. and it's, it was That's so really sensual great advice too I think start with a really sensual foot rub with nylons on that was I mean just, yeah because so you don't nice. have to go from zero to 60 when you're no. when you're exploring this with someone and that don't might, start with sticking a foot in an ass but no don't start there that's very intense that's varsity level unless you're like let's dive in i got the 55 gallon drum of lube you know <laughs> you're like i am so game to make you happy like let's do this oh yes. my god <laughs> becky yvette so i just saw uh yvette i'm i'm shocked i didn't send you this video but on twitter the other day i saw a video for a failure as a Porncast co-host. Kind of. Just kidding. Tell me. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So there was a dildo that was as wide as two Coke cans. and Whoa. Wait, horizontally or vertically? Uh, horizontally and vertically, it was about at least 16 inches. And this woman, um, we've talked about the ever-expanding ass. She was very tiny wow. and she fit it. And I think someone scooped out her insides and or she just doesn't have kidneys and or rib cage. I'm just, that's my assumption. She'd be down for that whale situation y'all were talking at the beginning. Four meters, 12 feet, just whales. Yeah, that woman's got, like, she can fit a couple of dorks in there. Dork me, baby. Is that what she would say? <laughs> oh my God. This whole thing. <laughs> <sighs> Y'all talked about that for a lot at the beginning, a lot of dorking. <laughs> I think that will be from now on what we call either sex with whales or um or large penis intake. That's so funny. I mean, that's a lot of semen. That's also what I say when I used to talk about my time dating sailors. Oh, oh, y'all, side note real fast. Well, I wanted to mention this, sort of a shameless plug, but not really, because if you guys are interested in hearing more we juicy details, oh yeah, I'm, I'm plugging. Um, <laughs> how we get all of our vibrators working. 
right? Details. Um, I'm actually putting out my own podcast soon. I know. Is my voice podcast okay? Wait. Oh, um, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. But I'm actually putting out a podcast where I'm sharing session confessions. So if you guys are interested or any of your listeners are interested in hearing more about kind of the behind the scenes and about foot fetish sessions and all the different facets of foot fetish, then that's that's coming down the podcast pipeline. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. That sounds like definitely a thing that our, especially our audience would would dig. I'm curious. I'm probably going to tune into a few episodes just because I have Ooh, I have questions. You. Yeah, well, because the, the session can look like and a foot fetish foray and, and exploration can look so different. Like we were talking about, that umbrella is so wide and varied that it touches a lot. <laughs> so, Becky, one of our audience members asked, "What's a reasonable price for a foot pick?" To be honest, I personally can't speak to that because I don't sell individual foot picks. Huh. I know. That's a that's a thing actually that just got started uh, with <laughs> the onslaught of like Instagram foot models that came out of nowhere in the past, I'd say two years. It went from like, like two years ago, you could get on Instagram and Google foot fetish and there might be like, I don't know, a couple hundred people. Oh on there. Um, now you go on there, Google foot fetish. I mean, there are thousands. Wow. I think ever since I saw an article come out, actually that clickbait title was like, I made $250,000 from selling pictures of my feet or some, I don't know, BS like that about a woman doing that. And then everyone rushed to it. Why are we podcasting again, Yvette? Alice, let's just start selling pictures of her feet. See, okay. This is what everyone thought. And so they rushed online and, and started doing this. And it's funny. I think, you know, a lot of them come and go. So I'm not really sure what people are selling their you individual know, feet picks for, but I sell memberships and subscriptions. Wow. I do have a girlfriend who's a dominatrix back in Boston. It's Lilith Astaroth. She is a, uh, she's a dom slash uh, goth punk rock singer. Mm-hmm. And she has done, uh, you know, footwork for a while. And every so often she'll be like, yeah, it made, I mean, she's a fin dom as well. So, you know, people, yeah. people just pay money to fucking worship her. I'm like, that's the life. Uh, but she'll talk about doing a foot fetish night um, and coming mm-hmm. home with hundreds sometimes over $1,000 for just a couple hours of having your feet worshipped. Yeah, I mean, it can certainly be very lucrative, but I have to add the caveat to that, that uh, someone like your friend or someone like myself, it can be that lucrative if you are someone who is established in the industry and Mm -hmm. has the business integrity and the name and the reputation behind you. Yeah. She's built up over years in that community specifically. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, because... Don't get me wrong, like starting out five, six years ago, and I still do today, give away a lot of content for free. That's like a huge thing for me. I just like blast people with free stuff all the time. But when I started off, it was that was the thing. And my prices for things five years ago are definitely not what they are now. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. But it can be very lucrative. But just I'd say the same goes for... You know, you see that with pro doms um, all the time, you know, baby doms starting out like they're they're not getting the session rates that ladies in the industry for 10 years are getting. Of course, you want to build that a sustainable sense. business. It's like yeah. with every other creator industry, you're doing it for the exposure. You're exposing yourself for the exposure. <laughs> oh, I guess that makes the, yeah, that makes Exposure sense for exposure. Case. It's even better than trade yeah. for. A uh, fun fact, though, because you guys talk to so many porn stars and things like that, exposure for the exposure. The only thing that I ever expose is my feet. Which is a really fun, that's awesome, fun thing. And we support and people's rights to expose anything and everything they want, and we dig that you expose your feet. I know, right? My content, I feel like, is very PG thirteen at best. 
<laughs> I just had a random observation. I love that your makeup is done pristinely. By the way, she looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love, oh, I'm okay. sitting here going, does she have like just makeup on her face and her feet? <laughs> Like, is that (laughs) makeup on my feet in addition to my face? You know, because people have to have everything looking in tip-top shape. I'm like, I feel like there's this whole section of body that just, you know, doesn't get shown and or utilized for, like, video sessions. Well, I do have to say, in my case, my full body does get seen all the time. Um, It's just I keep clothes on. Uh, But, you know, that's the thing is there's a lot of real estate between my face and my feet. So if you want to ever see them in the same frame, uh, you got to see in between. I have a question yeah. about feet care. So feet I don't care, know if you, yes. you probably have tried this and I kind of want to, okay, no, not that I kind of, I really want to know. So those Korean wraps. Oh, you the know, baby feet thing? Oh, I yes. love them. Do they that work? Tell me, ladies. I have only used one once and I strategically used it during a time that I knew I would not be shooting content for like a solid three weeks because I, yeah. I read that the duration of the peeling could like be anywhere from like five days to 14. Yeah. And I was like, that would ruin me. That would ruin a whole shoot if like my foot was peeling off. Oh God. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I want to hear your experience um, because mine, I mean, it was okay. I had, yeah. you know, some basic peeling, but to be honest, I think it had to do too with, I legitimately get a pedicure like once yeah. a week and my feet stay like in such a condition that I just don't think there was much to peel unless I was going to eat my whole foot off with acid at that point. My feet are gross. Um, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say that, but like I try (laughs) to keep up on the pedicuring and I fail. So the first time I had gotten it done, I think they were just like, they were so dry that they were itchy. I'm like, this was a winter Uh, indoor. I've heard that from people. It's like I'd been broke for a little while. I hadn't, Mm. uh, you know, had time, money to go get a pedicure. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this out. Mm -hmm. And when they started peeling, now they felt amazing afterwards, but like during the peeling, oh my God, they hurt. They were itchy. But afterwards, I'm like, wow, they really do feel fantastic. But you know what? If you keep up on your pedicures, and I live in Southern California, they cost like 12 bucks out here. Mm -hmm. Before tip, please tip your fucking pedicures. Uh, But like, just get a regular pedicure and your feet come out just as well without the, oh God, I don't, these are peeling into my socks and I look like I have leprosy. Like you don't need the leprosy part. I think it's a little extreme. I I err on the side of you. I think, um, I mean, I'm an advocate of just Regular maintenance care, and you're going to be pretty well off. But I mean, some people love the peeling. I'm not opposed to sitting there going, ah, this feels Mm. nice. But at the same time, like... I think maybe those people just like the weird peeling skin. Like the same people that get a sunburn in the summer, and they just are like, they're into Someone's keeping that skin. Oh. Oh, yeah. You know there's someone that has a fetish for that. I've sold my um, foot dust before and toenails. Oh, my God. What do yeah. people do with that? I Well, I had one gentleman who bought my foot dust who told me he wanted to share with me. He's like, do you want to know what I'm going to do with it? And I said, okay, sure. <laughs> Tell me. And um, he sent me various recipes of food he was going to cook uh, oh my God. and incorporate my foot dust into his meals. You know, I've... I've- We found the semen cookbook. This isn't the weirdest thing we've talked about on the show. Well, you know, people are into ingesting things. I've told someone to eat me before, but I I didn't mean it that way. I want to be less grossed out by this. And there's something about foot shavings being incorporated into a recipe that I'm like, I'm sure your feet were perfectly clean. And I'm like, there's something so weird about this. I don't, I don't want to shame. I just, whew, this is a bridge. It's just not that, your cup of tea or something you would put in your tea. As I was taught as a young, as a baby fetishist, you know, your kink is okay, but this is not a kink yeah. for me. Yeah. That like is I one said, too far. It's not your cup of tea. Yep. <laughs> not your thing. Uh, I mean, I have a creamy cum crepe recipe that uh, exists. 
because I bought a book. Well, now I want to know if it works. Can I make it gluten-free? Can you make it gluten-free? Unfortunately, there's one cup of flour. I'm not sure what you could substitute that with in a regular crepe. I could so use gluten-free flour. Well, they only require two tablespoons of semen. So, Derek! So, none of those recipes then are vegan. Oh, fair enough. Technically. I've asked before, is it breast milk vegan? Is is eating semen from a willing participant technically vegan or not? Yeah, right? Like, I don't know. That's a gray zone. Kind of like is eating a depressed cow who asked to be ve- eaten. Is that the cow consented? Moo twice if you're okay with this. Email us and yell Moo at us twice. for making a joke about veganism. <laughs> Info at twogirlsonemike.com. So we have some fantastic Patreons to thank for this episode and for helping send Becky a microphone, pay for the editing, hosting, and all the Is fun stuff. Is that who sent me this microphone? Uh, yeah. Those Patreon fans? Our <gasps> Patreon fans, do, they do wonderful work. Thank you so much, y'all's Patreon fans. I really appreciate that. Thank you. They also get special content from us because we do some lively chit-chat because why not? Uh, So they get uh, bonus content from us. They get to see our happy faces communicate with us and even have one-on-one sessions, which is pretty dang awesome. One of them found out this week about the alternative thing that I wore to a nightclub in place of a bra. Hint. It was applied by... Was it an ace bandage? It was liquid latex, (laughs) but it was applied interestingly. All right. I know that's leaving a lot to the imagination, but if you want to find out more, become one of our Patreons. Maybe I just will. You guys can also become a Patreon at patreon.com slash two girls, one mic. And this week, we want to thank Amanda and Bob Cole, Alec, Craig Elliott, Falco Hyphing, Kyle Washington, McAngus, Michael Trollin, Richard Horrell, Samuel Jennings, Tracy Miller, Ryan Shambly, and Megan Hall, and so many others. Again, you guys could just go to twogirlswomike.com or patreon.com slash twogirlswomike uh, to get all the details and help support us. But that said, you guys are awesome. And uh, Becky, you've been so awesome, we too. Love Where you, can Becky. our fans find more of you? Oh, keep it the love. I am all over the internet. If you Google Badass Becky Show, you will find me. But the places to really drive people to would be uh, my website, which is badassbeckyshow.com. Also, you can find me on all the social medias. So, And it's and my handle's all the same. I'm pretty consistent. So at Badass Becky Show will get you following me on Instagram and Twitter and any of the other things that you like, Facebook, Tumblr, all of that stuff. And I put out a lot of free content all the time. So find me on social media and you can see it. Awesome. And we'll link to all of that in the show notes. And Yvette, where can our listeners find you? As usual, I can be found at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram. And I can be found at Facebook.com slash Cybabe and Cybabe.com, where I am doling out science and snark. Uh, Alice, where can people find you and our podcast? Well, when I'm not making fun of Scientology or talking to Becky or Yvette. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I guess you guys can find me on Twitter at Rational Blonde or, of course, on the Patreon page. But that said, I mean, Becky, any last words for our listeners? You know what? I will leave you with these parting words. Whatever it is you're into, I want you to grab life by the toes. Oh, I love that. And go I for love it. that. <laughs> that was a perfect, perfect little button to end that on. Thank you so much for being with us, Becky. Oh, you are so, so welcome. Thank you, guys. Or gals, I should say. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye.